When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Cameron Bynum, first of all, is somebody we were really excited about. Uh, he's somebody we studied in Cleveland as a safety projection. And then when I, you know, obviously I get to know this roster and you're going into free agency, what needs do you think you have? And I'm looking at him like, hey, this guy is, you know, this guy has something in him. And so when we talked about this trade, we talked about the NFL and what it is now. And I got Ed Donatel and I got Mike Pettin in the lab. And they're going to figure out ways to use our depth, use their coverage skill sets, use them in a diversity way to get them on the field. Ultimately, it's about getting your best players in the field. And I think we'll be able to do that. Uh, yeah, welcome into Purple Access. Zolgad, Chip Scoggin, Star Tribune sports columnist, and Declan Goff, executive producer, uh, Purple Access brought to you by our friends at Surly Brewing, who threw a fantastic uh, draft night party for us last night. We uh, we completely drank them out of the Before I Die Ale, which was fantastic. All of you who showed up were absolute superstars because it was cold and eventually rained, and yet we had a great crowd. Thank you so much, and thank you, of course, to our friends at Surly Surly Brewing, of which I'll be having several tonight at some point. And also by TCL TV, if you're not watching the draft or you're not Watching sports on a TCL? What are you doing? TCL's the best that there is. All right. Chip Scoggins, um, I'm going to start with you. Explain what's going on in the Vikings draft to me. Uh, They go from 12 down to 32. They swap second-round picks, so they're going to be drafting 34th in the second round, which is a very early pick. And they get an extra third-round pick. They pass on Jamison Williams, the Alabama receiver, who obviously goes to Detroit. Um can you help me out here? I, I've been asking people all day. I've been trying to make sense of this. Uh, I am legitimately, just to be clear, this is not an act, confused. Uh, I think it's the ghost of Rick Spielman. <laughs> yeah. It. Yeah. Here's the thing. The pick, I think uh, Lewis seems an, a nice player. Obviously a, a very productive, talented player on one of the great, you know, uh, college defenses that we've seen in a long time. But Judd, my just my gut, and you could people can tell me about these charts and all the different models I'm they have to with you. When you when you trade back twenty spots in the first round, it just feels like you should get a haul. Yes, H A U L haul, and I don't think that they got a haul. And so that's where I'm confused with it is. Is Seen going to be a nice player? He definitely could. Maybe he'll fit their defense. And But this puts pressure on him and on them for him to be, he better be great 
because if Kyle Hamilton turns out to be a great player, if Jamison Williams burns them two times a year, this is going to come back to haunt him. And I just, I just for once, you would like to see the Vikings say, you know what? Instead of accumulating picks, we're just going to tr- try to get the best player that we can get at the, at that spot. And that's just once, you know. That's that's the thing that I think it drives people crazy. Totally with you, uh, and that that's where. So that's where I guess I'm just confused by so many things here. Um, starting w- with the fact that, that, to your point, if I'm trading with a division opponent, and it's the Detroit Lions, especially, I'm with you. You got to you have to win that trade. Like it's not by like, landslide, right? By landslide, and and if the Lions are like, we can't do that. Okay, bang, you hang up on them. I, I don't need to have, I don't need for anyone to leave that trade feeling good if I'm the Vikings and it's the Lions. I need for me to say, I got the 2023 first. And by the way, if the answer is no, that's fine. I hang up. Um, it's a division opponent. It's the Lions. I got to win the trade. I can tell you right now, and you can take your uh, Jimmy Johnson and ESPN and what whatever else value charts and shove them. I don't care about those. You didn't come close to winning the trade. And, and I don't even care about that because I'm with you. You know, supposedly these teams chipper all go through the permeations of, you know, what happens if our guys are gone? What happens if we try to trade back? But just for once, couldn't there have been a conversation about what if we don't get a trade offer? We don't like who's the best player we can take. Yeah, and I don't. So they their original second round was what forty six. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy would have been there at forty six, right? Maybe, maybe not. But you know, there's just such um, a need. The higher you, the higher you draft, the more likely that those players are going to be special. The more you drop, there's more risk. And that's not to say that this kid won't be a special player, but it's just. Um, and this is the, you know it's, this was Zimmer's frustration. It's like just pick the best player that's at your spot and, and quit trying to accumulate picks. Um, you know, and to do it with somebody within the division. Again, I just go back to when you're dropping twenty, you should walk away with that thinking we got, you know, uh, picks for next year or a first rounder or we're you know you don't have to give up your second round pick um right. you don't include that in it. it's just you, right. you should feel like you hit a home run instead people are going to these doggone value charts and trying to figure out decimal points if they won the freaking trade or not if it's that confusing or if it's that uncertainty and it, it my understanding i don't know how they that some think they did some say they didn't there's kind of disagreement on it yes well if there's disagreement on it it doesn't feel like you won that you did it you did enough i'm sorry yeah and again i like the player that's not and, the and point. 32, and the player's not the and, point. Exactly. I think it's two different arguments. I mean, in in at 32, he's maybe I saw some people had him as high as mid twenties, right? They thought he was in the teens. I don't know, you know, they're gonna tell you what you know what sounds good to them, but so it's not so much about the player, it's the process that they got to that point that's that's frustrating. And this okay, so here's where here's where I'm starting to get upset, Chipper, because the word process hits it perfectly. If this was one pick in a vacuum, I'd be like, 
I don't really like it, but it's one it's one thing. You know, we can't really read too much. I don't know that there's not a large enough sample size to have a complete discussion here yet. But here's what I don't like. And this goes beyond crazy because I want to be clear here. I'm, I'm not going to pin everything that's been done since he got hired on him. I don't think this franchise has any direction as the far as far as a coherent plan of what they're doing. I don't think that there's any in one sense, they're going to run things back. And then in the other, they they are going to build. And, you know, you take a safety in, in the first round. And the kid sounds like he might be good, but flat out we can tell you positional value-wise, which we have far more idea about in 2022 than we did in 2007, positional value-wise, you just put a fifth-year option on a disposable position. Um, so my question is this. What do you think the plan is here? Like, what uh, what are they doing that's going to not? And I'm they can win football games, but the ultimate goal is a Super Bowl championship. So, what's the plan? Yeah, well, this is where I do think they're part of this. Is I think it's I think it's a dual plan in that there is part of it that hey, let's run it back because the owner says we're going to be super competitive, and you have guys that are in their prime and making. Um, you know, they have their windows small. But I also think this is Quasi and his staff looking at it and saying, pretty deep draft, right? Because of guys using extra years and all that, um, the, the COVID years. So it's a pretty, pretty deep draft. This roster needs to be replenished with young talent. So let's get as many picks in that top three rounds as we can. So I think it's, I think it's dual. I think it's two, I think it's two, I think it's two paths. And, and, and Judd, part of this too, this discussion is, they have to nail 34 tonight. I mean, you have to have absolutely that has to be an impact player and a really good one because that's the reason why you know you did this is try to get as many of those guys in that top, you know, 100 um, as possible. So I feel like it's Quasi acknowledging that this roster needs to be turned over with some some young uh, talent. So tell me about this then, the 2021 draft, which by the way brought in a lot of players. Yeah. Have they just decided it's not good? Because there's a ton of unknown there that is, yeah, I don't know. That is, uh, I see as potential replenishment. Um, like there's just, I, do, I don't know that. My, here's my problem I want to have confidence, right? Like I want to look at, and, and like I have confidence in Billy Garrett, right? And he does stuff, and I'm like, I, I don't know about that. But then it works out enough where I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. And he doesn't do anything that doesn't make some sense. I have a fear that there's so many, as I put it to Phil Mackey on uh, Purple Daily, so many chefs in the kitchen, Chipper, that yeah. they're try that they're serving so many different agendas. And my my concern is that the word collaboration has grown into everybody gets a say, and we try and make every. But, but he happy collaboration to me is what's your idea? Okay, cool. I might use it. I might not. This yeah. feels like it's going to a point of, Hey, today we're going to do what Mark Wolf said. And tomorrow we're going to do what Ziggy said. And then the next day we're going to do what Rob Brzezinski said. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. A big part of this, the frustration <laughs> I got home from the wild game last night. And I, I sort of was scanning Twitter there, but when I got home and digested it, um, Vikings Twitter was a place to be last night. Um, <laughs> it was great. Love those uh, people. 
but let's be honest. Part of that is people are just scarred because of Spielman and his 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 approach, draft approach. So then when you come, you have this fresh. That, that's that's the darndest thing about this whole thing. Yep. Judd is like you you turn over the entire football operations, and then in free agency you run it back. You have this draft. You're thinking, okay, fresh. You know, we're going to see. And then it's the Spielman playbook. So it's just, just, um, I can see where people, you know, I assume it's surly. uh, The people were surly and started drinking the until I die or whatever that. Before I die. And they they had already drank it by the time. Thank God. I think once they (laughs) traded back from 12, they. They were on edge, but once they took a safety, there was like one guy who said, this is a great pick, yeah. and the rest of the people are like, this is a bunch of BS. Yeah, they should have brewed some more. I'm dead inside. I'm that's, probably what- <laughs> that's next year. Dead inside um, ale. So, yeah, so, but, but it, you know, there probably are uh, a lot of voices, and that that is the risk you run. And I'm not saying, because I'm not privy to it, I'm not saying this is what's happening, but when you do talk about collaboration and everybody's input matters, there has to be a line there too that uh, every everybody's input should not be equal, <laughs> right? Like I will listen to it, you know, I'll right. I'll take it under advisement, but uh, you know, I, this is Quasi's operation, <clears throat> and it has to be his operation. And so much of early on, you wonder. Is he has does he have that autonomy to do what he wants to do, um, whether it's free agency and bringing these guys back, or you know whatever with this draft? So, but I think the more I sit here and think about it, Judd, um, you know, I, I think it's them looking at it as they're trying to get as many picks and not the seventh rounders. I mean that because those guys are, you know, right? It's Along, but in that top three rounds, that those guys you should be able to hit on, and if they can get, well, they're going to have four now, uh, four in the top one in the top three rounds. Is that right? Or uh, they got three picks tonight? Right? Yeah, they've got four in the top seventy-seven. I think their last pick of yeah. the third round, seventy-seven. So I think they're just trying to replenish the roster, Judd. And it's it's it's, it's maddening because I, I just think at twelve you have a chance to get a special player. That's right. And, and again, yes. Again, it's not it's not saying these other players can't turn out to be special because we've seen it, but I think you play the percentages or the odds. Yeah, and I think at 12, you, you also had a chance to get – there was certainly a potential game changers left, and I'm not saying that uh, that scene can't be, but again, he is a safety. He, is a, he plays that position, and I know that, that they're probably going to use three safeties quite a bit. I know that safeties uh, have, have become – more and more so pseudo linebackers. So I get mm-hmm. the I get the construction ideas. I get what they're doing. I just don't know. I don't know if they have a real plan and I don't know what plan that they're serving. And the more I think I grow more frustrated by watching it because it becomes more unclear, not more clear. And again, I'll go back to what I said before too. Does this mean that they think the 2021 draft class which was really substantial doesn't work? Because if that's the yeah. case, that's even, you know, that's a bigger indictment of Rick. And that's a big draft class. That's not like five guys. Yeah, what was it, 15 or whatever it was? Yeah, and that's that's the one big unknown that we don't, that we won't know until, um, you know, they go through camp. 
And heck, Judd, maybe they don't know at this point. I mean, you can evaluate guys on college, and I assume they watched their practice and if they got any kind of little playing time last year. Um, but it's it's it feel if it basically they're gonna have two draft classes to evaluate to figure out what they have. Right. You know. Right. Phil, Phil and Zimmer's last one and this one, and then you know because. We don't know. There's, you know. That's what I'm saying. That 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 draft class last year gets an I and incomplete because you have no idea what they have in some of these guys. And so, um, I, I would be I would be surprised if they made that determination on. Now maybe they have on a couple guys. Sure. Kalamon, whoever. But I, I mean, but some of these guys like Wyatt Davis. How the heck would they know if he can play or not? <laughs> he didn't. You know, I don't know. I'm totally with you. That. That's my point, I guess, in saying that if the feeling internally is they need to replenish the roster, some of the replenishment should come from that draft class. And I just, I don't know that continuing the trend of passing up on on the best player available and potentially, you know, at 12, a special talent, as you put it, is the most prudent thing. And it does feel, and this is true in sports, not just football, but it does feel like there is definitely a tendency to get far too cute. And this feels almost cute to me. It, I would I would be you know I would love to have true serum you know, to find out Kyle Hamilton versus this guy did they was it that close that they felt like if they can get another player that there's the gap isn't so big in their in their evaluation um, that's the one because you passed on the higher rated safety yeah you know but maybe in their maybe in their evaluation that there wasn't a big gap between the two I don't know um, and they felt like if they got him. And another an additional pick, then then they can live with the whatever gap there is. I don't know, but um, I, I think it's just I think more than anything is just this fan base and media core is just beaten down by the trading back and accumulating picks approach. I mean, we just we've lived it and seen it for so long that it's just like again, I go back to for once you would like to see him not even move up, but that'd be great if he did. But yeah. Stay, stay and pick the best player that's that you can get there, the highest player that you can get. Yeah, and I, I think it's now been the past three years. So they took Jefferson with a uh, Bills pick they got in the Diggs trade in 2020, Ooh. but then they traded back and took Gladney, and that didn't work out. Gladney. Last year, they went back from, what, 14 to 21 and took Derisaw, and now going back. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, that's the thing, too, Chip, is it's not just that they went back. It's they went 20 picks back. So, like, it's, it's, like, a, it's like the sledge hammer a football came down on the fan base's yeah. head. You know, you think Rick could move back. Wait till you see yeah. me move back. And I think that's where it probably gets to be even more PTSD as far as what Rick. Yeah. Did. 20, 20 is a long way to drop in the first round. Yes. I mean, a long, and then to do it in your division and, you know, I'm sure they're crossing their fingers every time they play the Lions now that Jamison Williams doesn't go off because that's going to get revisited a lot if he does. And it's really tempting fate because while well, it is, uh, Detroit, and they don't have a quarterback the Lions, yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's tempting fate because the rules are all in in Williams's position's favor. Like they're mm-hmm. this league is doing, it's bending over backwards to say, uh, "Screw defense, we want more passing and, and offense." And so, like literally, you you've just told your cornerbacks, "Good luck here, guys." And so, yeah, it just it's all it yeah. all feels weird to me. All and then what was their? 
as I'm trying to count on my head, was there six wide receivers that went in the first round? Yeah, I think that's correct. There was that, there was that run of them. I think there was four and five picks. Yep. Four out of five picks. And then um, later on, I think there were two more. Or yep. One more, but, um, and then, what, five Georgia defense about that? Five first round Including picks. two drafted by the Packers, a defensive tackle and linebacker. Who, who's matter today, the Packers fan base or the Vikings? Packer fan fans base, I'm sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, six receivers oh. went, and you didn't find a way to get one of them. I know, and you've lost Devonte Adams. What? Um, um, one of them went to the yeah. Chiefs. One of them went to the Bears. So, like, they they yeah. need to just replenish the position. Yeah, well, I'm sure Judd, I, I didn't. I didn't see the deal. Uh, so, AJ Brown goes to Philadelphia. What kind of con- did he get a contract? What kind of contract? Four years, a hundred million, like fifty-three guaranteed. So, so the, so the Titans couldn't sign him, and that's a whole nother story. I, that that's well, what's coming here. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, Justin Jefferson is take a note. You know, I mean, yep. these are all bench. These are all benchmarks. Yep. Whether it's you know Devontae's or this one, or you know. These are the benchmarks that he's going to be looking at. And so yep. um, get ready. <laughs> you know? Well, and here's the question too, Chipper. So you you and I, I think last week on this podcast, made it very clear, as I'm sure most of the fan base is, that when it comes to Justin Jefferson's contract eventually coming up, we're, we're going to pay him. But you know you what? To. There's no, 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 no debate about that. I agree with you, but here's the problem. Everything that I've thought Quazy might do, he hasn't done, and they're going to look at this in an analytical eye with with that. And so, all I'm saying is this: I'm not. I don't yeah, want to debate you about this. I agree with you completely, but I guess I'm a little bit prepared for them to make a decision I don't see coming. No, they can't do. What I think they, they have to do now is <clears throat> one of these picks today probably take a wide receiver because. You have to replace Thielen at some point. His his money has to come off the books. And I know he's thinking he's restructuring everything, but it's going to have to be Jefferson and then a cheap wide receiver core, right? Um, a young wide receiver core on their rookie contract because you yeah. can't have too high, but not if you're going to have a high priced quarterback too. I mean, it's just not going to work. But I, um, but Chipper, we we have never seen the wide receiver market like this. Like, I mean, the the last yeah, three months have been crazy. Well, yes, um, and that's where I, it goes back to. If you're going to have a balanced team, I don't think that you're going to have be able to have Cousins on a massive deal and, nope. and Jefferson on a massive deal. It's got to be either or, and I think it's that's where you're going to start over at quarterback after next year when his when when Jefferson's money kicks in. All right, pick uh, thir- thirty-four. The Vikings are going to be going to have that pick. It's the second pick of the second round from the Detroit Lions. What do you do with that pick? I think you go get the cornerback. Um, I think that's still, to me, a glaring, a glaring hole. I mean, I think you have to use a, that spot on a cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other ones, I think you need to get a wide receiver, uh, defensive lineman, offensive lineman. Um, you know, I don't know. I can't throw out any names right now, but I think the center? first one at some point, had, yeah, a center, yeah. yeah. I mean, you got to yeah, bring I mean, who, competition. Yeah, it has to be competition, but but I I think more than anything, it has to be a cornerback, right? 
I didn't see a safety coming first round. Well, yeah, I didn't either, but now you have to. I mean, I thought, it, I thought for sure. I thought it would just play it straight, take the best corner. And maybe they didn't have the, the McDuffie kid rated that high. I don't yeah. know. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they didn't like him or what, but uh, you have to get one now. I mean, it's just – that's – to me, that's issue number one. I'm shaking. Full, full, disclo- <laughs> full disclosure, I'm shaking. I've lost all confidence that I have any clue. Like, I, everything you're saying, I agree with. But what transpired last night, what they've done since since the uh, change from Spielman and Zim to KOC and Quazy, I just they're not doing anything that I expect. And every, every time I think I see tendencies of what they're going to do, they do the opposite. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with you, but I don't know. I don't know. And and I, I mean, there is steam right now that there is a fighting chance that at 34, second pick of the second round, that they're going to take Malik. Willis with that pick. And well, why wouldn't you do that? That thirty-two. Is that's what we talked about. I don't know. Well, that makes that make that makes zero sense because if you're going to do that, why would you? If if you're going to do that, let's look at it realistically. Yeah, you're going to do that at thirty-two, so you get the fifth year option because he's going to take a redshirt year or two. So it would make it would make no sense to nah that that one. I don't see that. I would be stunned. But I was stunned when they dropped twenty. I was going to say they dropped twenty spots in the first round. If you weren't stunned, then you you'll never be stunned. But you don't, I mean, if you're going to take a quarterback, that not just a project guy that, hey, if he works out or he's going to be our practice squad, you know, one of, not one of those. But anybody that takes him is taking him as, as under the assumption that, hey, this guy might be our guy. Well, you got to have the fifth-year option available to you, makes, especially if he's going to sit. I mean, he's going to have to sit at least one year. Makes ton of sense. That one, yeah, that one doesn't uh, – I, I just don't see that happening. And, Chipper, what, what was your surprise that um, – that he didn't get taken in the first round last night, and that Pickett was yeah. the one guy to go number twenty to the Steelers. He stays home in Pittsburgh. I do wonder when Quasey said they had a curveball phone call at the last second. I wonder if somebody was trying to get in there to, to do that because that's Seifert t- uh, tweeted that last night, and he's one hundred percent right. That thirty-two is prime spot for teams that want to jump back in and take a quarterback because you get that option. Teddy Bridgewater, that fifth year, yeah, and so. Um, my assumption is somebody was trying to do that, and, and the Vikings probably said, "You know, we can't, we can't just drop out of the first round. That would be, um, that'd be tough to explain." So, yeah, you know. But we said, "What? I mean, what was the thing that this quarterback class was just? It was too risky and and not enough." Zun <laughs> height. You need a surly. You need some good old suds, vitamin C for you, baby. I know, man. Um, so I guess I'm. I, I'm not that surprised because I think there were just enough question marks. Um, I mean, what did Pickett go? He was in the, the 20 yeah. to the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so not, not that big a surprise, but I, I got to imagine he'll go here pretty quick though. Right. Yeah. I just don't know if I'm a team in the first round, especially late. I don't know if I'm going to allow a quarterback who has first round potential to pass through it. Like it makes me like, yeah. like we've seen too many examples of that being a mistake. Now your culture has to be right, infrastructure, coaching. So like not sure. not you know if Detroit takes them or Jacksonville or you know pre- previously yeah. that might be a disaster. But you would think that there'd be a late first round team to your point to get the fifth year option. Like that plays a huge role yeah. here. That there'd be somebody cool, yeah. who would try and 
cut that off. I, and again, yeah, and again, I, I bet that was the call that they got um, that he referenced um, as the curveball. But uh, yeah, I just, I mean, I know Vikings fans are, you know, sort of salivating for that at, at 34, but I would just be stunned. I mean, Declan Goff that, that one would be He's very a hard one. That would be very hard if you're the general manager to uh, explain away if you take him two picks after you, after you had an option with a fifth year option the day before. I mean, that would make no sense. Dex, sell it. Sell your Malik Willis at 34 to Chip. I think it's a great succession plan to Kirk eventually here, Chip. And I know the fifth-year option is big because obviously he's going to sit for sure year one, right? Like there's no chance he plays this year. And there's probably a fighting chance, given Kirk's contract, that he might not be able to play next year just because the the Vikings are basically in a bind here. But 100%. I I think his upside and the fact you don't have to start him right away, I think it makes makes a whole lot of sense. And, And to be honest, if we're worried about year five of Malik Willis before we've even taken him, like, we're getting way too far ahead of ourselves, in my opinion, there. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense to take him at 34. Well, I would just say this, and you have to trust that O'Connell has, you know, thoroughly investigated him and thoroughly investigated the guys that were coming out or evaluated, not investigated, evaluated the guys. Investigated is good, too. Investigated, too. Yeah, they're going to be there next year. Colombo. And, 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 yeah. just, one, just one more thing, Malik. I noticed in your throwing motion. He's got the the hat and the. Pocket. That's for the kid. Uh, Kids are like, who that? What what is sports dad talking about? We're, we're just talking about how old we are here. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, that they would say, I'm assuming like, hey, there's going to be a lot. The pool is going to be a lot deeper next year in terms of who to pick from, and and um, so that's but, probably true. Hope hopefully I know they're in place to get one. Yeah, I know Willis. I mean, you look at his skill set; it's intriguing and and. Um, but again, without the fifth year option, it just makes zero sense to me. It just does. All right, Chipper. Appreciate it. And we will uh, recap the entire seven round draft when we talk next week. How's that sound? I hope you recover, man. (laughs) More surly. More surly. Exactly right. (laughs) More surly furious. Talk to you later. Bye.